You know, I want you to listen with your spirit. Because for months and months we've been talking about all kinds of demonic spirits. Witchcraft, python, divination, octopus, all kinds of spirit. Last week we took the marine kingdom. But this study tonight is vitally important. Because if you ask me, this is the launching pad for all spirits. This is where it all begins. This is where it is all controlled from. And many times we renounce and we get some deliverance, praise God. But then it seems like we fall right back into the same hole, the same mess, the same patterns of behavior. And today we want by the grace of God to see how we can reach to where this whole thing is controlled from and break it off completely so that when freedom comes, it is sustained, it is maintained, and we never have to go back into bondage again. Destroying evil altars. The call for altars was initially made by God to connect with His creation. Did you know that God was the very first one that built an altar? It was called the Garden of Eden. That altar called the Garden of Eden was what God prepared for Him to meet with the first two human beings. But then as we look through the Bible, Noah built an altar. Abraham built three altars. Isaac built an altar to God. Jacob built two altars to God. Moses built two altars to God. Job built an altar to God. David built an altar to God. Jesus built an altar to God. His altar was called the cross. And that's where he sacrificed his own life for us. All these altars were built to commemorate a meeting place with God. Why are altars so important? Please listen carefully. Why are altars so important? Because by God's design, the spirit world cannot connect or interact with the physical world without an altar. I want to ask you again, do not go before me on your points on your sheet. Stay with me step by step. If not, you're going to be distracted and lose what you're here to gain. Amen? Exodus chapter 20 and verse 24 says, The altars, this is God speaking, The altars you make for me must be simple altars of earth. Offer upon them your sacrifices to me. Your burnt offerings and peace offerings of sheep and oxen. Now listen carefully. Build altars only where I tell you to. And I will come and bless you there. So God ordered His people to build altars when He said, where He said, how He said, and then he said, I will come and I will connect with you there. I will come and I will interact with you there. Therefore, an altar then 
is a portal, an entrance, a doorway where the supernatural meets with the natural, where spirits meet with the physical, where deities meet with humans, either heaven or hell. Meet with people at an altar. Either God or the devil meets with people at an altar. Where people give their sacrifices to either God or the devil. An altar is where humans express or vent their inherent need to worship a higher power. Something greater than self. The Hebrew word for altar means to slaughter. The Hebrew word for altar means to slaughter. A term used in connection with rituals, sacrifices, offerings, and burning of incense to a deity. Ultimately though, and please listen carefully. Ultimately though, the ones that are slaughtered are those who raised the evil altars to demon gods and their generations after them. Those are the ones that are slaughtered in time. Evil altars are associated with spiritual legal rights. Can I have your attention for a moment? As I pray with people around the world, and I mean literally around the world, people, Christians, believers will say, I have renounced everything. And they name a hundred different things that they renounce. And that's good. People say, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've cried on to God and nothing happens. The truth is, that demons are dealt with by legal rights. Not just by prayer. Not just by fasting. Not just by renouncing. Not just by power. Trying to scream at them and get them out. Demons are legalists. They know the laws of God. Spiritual laws. And altars. When Evil altars especially are raised. Legal rights are given. Vows are made. Agreements and covenants are signed with blood. And so demons have legal rights. Satan is well acquainted with spiritual laws and knows how powerful and how binding they are. Many Christians are suffering generational curses ignorantly. Why? For several reasons. Listen carefully. One, as a result of dedication to evil altars at work in their life. We weren't even there. But dedications happens at evil Altars by our forefathers. Your ancestry 
may have agreed with their gods to guard them and their children. I'll let you into a little secret again. I'm learning more and more by the testimony of people. That when they get involved with altars, most of them really and truly do not know what they're getting involved with. They really think that what they're doing is innocent and is good. Why? Because the devil can transform himself into an angel of light. Demons are liars. And they can make people think that the wrong they're doing is actually something good until they're entangled and don't know how to get out. And this is one of the ways that evil altars were built way back in the past. Many of our forefathers had good intentions like telling or making the covenants at these altars. We want you guys to guard us. We want you to bless us. And these things form demonic holes. Our forefathers would say that they wanted these spirits to provide for them and their children. That includes you and I that weren't even born yet. They ask these demon spirits to lead and guide them and their children. These things give demons legal rights because they opened the door to them. It gives them legal rights over you and me because when this happened, you and I, think about your great-grandfather, great-grandmother, somewhere, maybe even far, far further. We weren't there. We weren't even born yet, and we weren't even born again yet by the Spirit of God. So all these pacts and covenants and sacrifices and legal rights that were given to demons actually passed on to the descendants through the bloodline. Some forefathers worshipped idols. If this gets across to anyone watching around the world in a bad way, I do not mean it in a bad way, but I do mean it in a truthful way. I heard one preacher, very sound preacher once said, almost everyone, each individual in the world, almost each individual was once a Catholic. I'm not denouncing religions, I'm denouncing practices. Paul says behind every idol, there is a demon. But first of all, let me say this. I was a former Catholic myself. And you never thought, whether the leaders were ignorant or not, you never thought. That these things are wrong. You actually think that they are good. That you're supposed to do them. But scripture tells us that when our forefathers practiced, practiced idolatry. 
legal rights were given to spirits. And so in these idol worships, people actually offer food to the dead or so they think. They burn incense. They do all kinds of things. And little did they know they were erecting evil altars that gave demons right or rights for generations to come. Also, our forefathers may have visited or invited spiritists. Again, I'm finding out more and more that many people ask for a spiritist, a psychic, a palm reader, a tarot card reader, whatever they may be, a, a, a witch doctor, a wizard, or, or a white witch. Because some people really think that when witches call themselves white, they're actually working for God. And in all of these things, when our forefathers, and, and maybe not even our forefathers, maybe us, innocently, ignorantly, we went to see a spiritist. Or maybe when someone of our family member was near death, was dying, we invited a spiritist to come. Our forefathers invited a spiritist to come to try and, and stop death from coming on that family member. These were Open doors to spirits, to demons that gave them legal rights. Have you ever noticed, for those of us that have traveled, and maybe you've only traveled from the north side of the island to the south. <laughs> Whatever your travel may have been, have you ever noticed that anywhere you travel, it doesn't matter what country you may travel to. Listen carefully. No matter where you travel, each people have their own culture. They have their own culture and their own religion. That involves a higher power. And all of them have their own names for that higher power. And most often times... I'd almost like to say 100%. But for the benefit of doubt, almost 100% of the times, all religions have some kind of witchcraft involved in it. Anywhere you go. Why does that happen? It's inherent. It's built. It is in our hearts to look up to something bigger than self. Bless God for those who have found the true God. But each human being, it doesn't matter, even in the uncivilized world where God is not even spoken of. They are worshiping something. It's built in on the inside. And therein lies the problem. 
Man wants to connect with the supernatural. And because man doesn't know what the supernatural is. And that there's not only God Almighty out there. But there, that there are all kinds of evil spirits. Because people are ignorant to that. And want to know the supernatural. The problem comes in. And this is what has caused evil altars to be raised and affecting generation after generation. In the Bible, numerous evil altars were erected to demon gods. Listen to Judges 3, 7, and 8. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. What was the evil that they did? They forgot about the Lord their God and they served the images of Baal and the Asherah poles. They forgot about God and they start to worship Baal and the Asherah poles. Well, who was Baal? Let me get you to understand him just a little bit. First of all, Baal's image is a bull. So, he is not the bulldog, he is the bull god. The Asherah poles were actually poles, trees, shrines. Baal was the god of God in paganism. In other words, in paganism, there were all kinds of gods for all kinds of reasons. But from the very inception, from the very beginning, Baal was the god of gods, held as the god of gods in the pagan world. Baal was the god of fertility, fruitfulness, increase, prosperity. Do you know that today, even today, all around the world, even in the most civilized parts of the world, people are still doing things that are wrong to become prosperous, to become fertile, to become fruitful, to have increase in life. This is the spirit of Baal. Baal required vulgar sexual rituals in their religious worship. Now think about this. The Israelites were involved in this. They were God's people. You would not imagine how many Christians today who are God's people are still involved in all kinds of evil altars. But Baal required vulgar sexual rituals in their religious worship. Sexual gratification was the key back then. And may I let you into a little secret, but don't tell anybody I said it. It is still the key today. People want sexual gratification, no matter the cost. It involved temple prostitution, sacred sex, cult prostitution. You know the Asherah Paul and even Baal, their images. 
Can I say this quickly? Just so that the kids don't understand. I'll say this quickly. The images of the Asherah pole and even Baal were built in a way where the private parts, you all know what the private parts are, right? Do I have to say it? Thank you. You're so kind. What a blessing it is. Their private parts were built larger on the image than anything else because it was the private parts that were worshipped. Sounds like the world today. If you agree, say amen. If you didn't agree, now you can say no man. Baal frequently required child sacrifice. We have it today. Millions and millions of babies being aborted around the world, all over the world. Baal required child sacrifice. But listen, listen carefully. Because you see, when, when evil altars are, are raised to demons, to spirits, it always begin well. Demons will always communicate with the person and show them all the benefits of why they should do it and all the promises. But as they get involved by the way of desensitization, these demons start to take away soundness of mind, morality, and people start to go into deeper things and start to accept it. Because the child sacrifice, children's sacrifice, was offered to Baal or Baal by the, their own parents. The parents of the child would actually sacrifice their own child. How did that happen? I'm sure that the very inception, they would never have done that. But they go further and further by lies with the demons and these things happen and it's the same with abortion we can all remember way back yonder where abortion abortion was none acceptable anywhere in the world and now even where it is illegal it is still being done Baal led the Israelites into the worship of nature do you know how many people come to this island to worship the ocean I eat fish from the ocean. I swim in the ocean. But why in the world would I ever worship nature? When the Bible tells us the heavens declare the glory of God. Nature reflects the beauty of God. But Baal distracted people from God to nature. Baal was the God who separated the people of God from their God. In other words, He is the God that causes backsliding. That's what He did to Israel. No matter what God did for Israel, no matter how He rescued them and blessed them, their hearts went right back to Baal worship again and all the other gods. Baal is known as the God of apostasy. The ultimate end of Baal worshippers would be bondage. But not just 
for them, for their generations, even though they didn't know it. Baal presents himself today under a new package of new age teachings and practices. And that's something, another topic all by itself. Their gods were not worshipped only in temples, even though that's where it started. They were worshipped in their homes, workplaces, marketplaces, fields, mountains, valleys, riversides. You know, many, many people today have dreams of all these things, especially rivers, lakes, oceans. Why? Because their ancestor actually raised the evil altars at these places. When you dream about water all the time, dirty water, when you dream about rivers, when you dream about flying, ancestors raised the evil altars near these places, at these places, and it passed on to generations, including us. And it's not just people all the way back in Bible days. Our ancestors did these things. Our forefathers did them. It's in our bloodline. Now listen carefully. Wherever there are gods, demons, there is likely to be possessions. Sometimes you wonder how people can do some atrocious things. And yet, before they ever meddled with the kingdom of darkness, none of that would have ever happened. But you see, wherever there are gods, wherever there are demons, and people, whether knowingly or ignorantly, messes with them, plays with them, they actually enter people. You know what amazes me? I'll say this because it is so true. One day, I knew of a guy here, right on this island. No names. Right here on this island. He used to read tarot cards. And this is what I don't understand about the minds of people. He, he had tarot cards and he used to read tarot cards to people. And he would go around claiming that he could make them rich. But he had nothing. You, you would think, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. You would think that if tarot cards could make you rich, he would be the richest one. But demons are demons all the time. They'll make you think everything except God. And so people become possessed by these things. They become afflicted by these things. Demonized by these things. Listen to Psalms 106.36. They worshipped their idols which led to their downfall. That's scripture. They worshipped their idols and it led to their downfall. You see, especially the lives of Christians today, many Christians, they do not understand and they do not know that, that the downfall in their life was created through evil altars. And they don't know how to get out of it. Both 
for the one who raised the evil altar and their families for generation to come is affected by these evil altar. An evil altar, please listen carefully. An evil altar is a place of evil business deals where evil things are projected into the lives of people. Example, when evil altars are raised, demons don't tell the people that are raising the evil altar this. But when they do it, Sicknesses start to flow into the generation, into the bloodline. Curses flow through those evil altars. Failures flow one after the other. You fail and you fail and you fail. Limitations. Like, like you, you try to move forward but something all of a sudden... Again, how many, and I say this respectfully and lovingly to all the people around the world. How many people tell me over and over again, Pastor, every time I'm making it in life, it's like something stopped me and I have to start all over again. Every time I'm in a relationship, it's like it's going good and all of a sudden when I plan to get married, something slices it and, and I'm out of a relationship again. So when evil altars are raised, you have breakdowns, you have addictions, alcoholism, womanizing, cancer, high blood pressure, heart troubles, diabetes, all kinds of sickness. Bondages are formed through these evil altars. Disappointments at the point of breakthrough. Accidents, deaths, packs with demons. You know... It comes natural for a person whose ancestors made pacts with demons. It comes natural for them to do the same thing. It's in their blood. Destinies, not destiny, but destinies are controlled from these evil altars. Whether you were there or not, please listen. Destinies are controlled from there. From those evil altars that was raised by our forefathers, our destinies are controlled. There from the evil altars determine how we will live and how we will not live against our wills. Take for instance the marine kingdom that I spoke to you about last week. All of those torments, afflictions, and bondages of the marine kingdom in the lives of God's people are all possible because of evil altars raised by our ancestors. Because for most of us, we will say, but pastor, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't do the other. And, and, and I, I have a spiritual spouse. I have incubus. I have succubus. I, I have this. I have that. I have the other. And I didn't do that. It was from these evil altars that the marine kingdom launches into the lives of people. Witchcraft launches into the lives of people. It is almost guaranteed that one way or the other, each of our ancestors raised evil altars to demons. Please listen carefully. We weren't there, but scripture proves. Though at those evil altars covenants were made, words were exchanged, sacrifices were offered that really sealed the deal. 
packs for the born or the unborn descendants were already included. That's you and me. Our ancestors received their immediate rewards from demons. For whatever reason, they raised that altar. They got their gratification there. Some people did it for money. And they got their money. The devil is able to give money. He is the God of Mammon. But by them getting all that money, these demons were loosed into their descendants. And they're manipulated and controlled. We are the ones that received the curses from these evil altars. Altars have power to bless or curse. Can I have your attention? We have an altar here. Now this is a godly altar. This altar has power to bless. Why? Not because of me. But behind every altar, there is a deity. And behind this altar is the Lord Jesus Christ. Behind the evil altars that were raised, they had power to curse. Why? Because there were demon spirits behind them. Numbers chapter 22 verse 5 and 6. Then King Balak sent messengers to Balaam at Pethor. Which is near the river. Did you hear that? Which is near the river. The covenant was made near the river. It says to call him saying, therefore, please come at once. Listen, curse this people for me. Altars have power. Why? Because the wizard, the witch, the warlock. They're operating under demonic powers. Curses originate from there. It says, for there are too many for me. For I know that whom you curse is cursed and whom you bless is blessed. Numbers 23, 1 and 2. Then Balaam said to Balak, listen carefully. First of all, the sorcerer Balaam was invited to curse the people. But look at the other step. Then Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars for me here. Without an altar, spirits can't operate. So the first thing Balaam said was, build me an altar. And then notice the next thing he said. He said, and Balak did just as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram. First of all, a sorcerer was called. Second of all, an altar was built. Third of all, a sacrifice was made. When the sacrifice is made, the deal is sealed. Hosea chapter 8 and 11. Ephraim has built many altars. But they are not to worship me. They are altars of sin. These evil altars must be broken. If these demons that we are casting out are going to stay out. 
and we're going to see the result of God's power in our life to live godly lives, we've got to break the evil altars because there is where it is controlled from. So these evil altars must be broken for our release. The truth is what you don't deal with in your life will deal with you in life. Come on, read that from your paper with me. The truth is what you don't deal with in your life will deal with you in this life. So if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. It will only be a matter of time. It only takes time. The issues and all the curses that have flowed on to our life, if we do not become serious and deal with them, they're going to deal with us again and again. And we're never going to be where God wants us to be. Therefore, each individual has the responsibility. Not the pastor, not the minister, not the, the, the person who does deliverance. Each individual has the responsibility to bring forth before God all their issues, all their bondages, all their limitations, all their chains. And deal with them now because if not, they're going to deal with you. They're going to deal with your children. They're going to deal with your grandchildren. Let me tell you how serious bloodline can be. Moses was an anointed man of God, a prophet. I'm sure you, you've heard about him, right? Moses did miracles, mighty miracles against one of the greatest men on the earth at that time. Yet, he troubled with anger. But how can somebody so anointed have anger? God told him to speak to the rock. But his blood was boiling. Because of all he was going through with all the people of Israel complaining, backbiting, rebellion, stubbornness. God, when they came to the place where there was no water, God told Moses, in front of the people, speak to the rock. And instead of speaking to the rock, Moses hit the rock. How could a man so anointed have such anger? Are you with me? Well, the Bible shows us that it ran in his bloodline. Thank God we have the information we need now. Back then they didn't have the information, but we have it now. Watch this with me. Genesis 49, 5 through 7. Simeon and Levi. Simeon and Levi. Are you with me? Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. In other words, they are angry people. For they have killed Men in their anger. That's Levi. Levi. He was violent. He was angry. Now watch this with me. Exodus 1 and 2. Now a man of the tribe of where? Levi. Remember Levi was a violent man. Levi was an angry man. 
Now a descendant from the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. Mom and dad in the lineage of this angry man. It says they married a, he married a Levite woman and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Moses. Where did Moses' anger come from? From his forefathers. It traveled in the bloodline. From the evil altar. It needs to be broken. If Moses had known about evil altars and it could be broken in the bloodline, Moses would have entered the promised land. Moses wouldn't have had anger. So the issues that you and I face today, it traveled through the bloodline and, and somewhere down the bloodline, our ancestors raised evil altars. And it affects us whether we want to believe it or not. In Exodus 34, 12 through 14, take heed to yourself. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you're going, listen, lest it be a trap in your midst. The devil will never let you think it's a trap until he traps you. Verse 13, but you shall destroy their evil altars. You shall destroy it. You don't play games with it. You don't hold it as a trophy. You don't hold it as a remembrance. You destroy it. God says you shall destroy their evil altars and break down their sacred idols and cut down their wooden images. For you shall worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. So what do you do with evil altars? Well, maybe I can answer that by telling you what you shouldn't do. First of all, you should not praise your forefathers for what they did. Secondly, you should not have mercy on what your forefathers did. You have to hate it with all your heart. That's how you start to destroy these things. You get rid of it. How do we break evil altars? You know, I'll tell you this because it's true. So many children today, I'm talking about even adult children. They respect and love their parents so much that even though their parents do wrong, messes with evil, they don't want to say anything, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to displease their father. They don't want to displease their mother. Let me tell you something. When it comes to these evil altars and spirits that has been transferred to you, you have to hate with deep hatred what your parents, what your forefathers did. The Bible says Jesus loved righteousness and hated evil. If you can't come to that place in your life, you'll never be free. So how to break evil altars. Number one, genuine repentance. You must truly be sorry for the sins done in the name of Satan in your bloodline. You must be sorry. 
you must repent about that. Father, Heavenly Father, I repent. I'm really sorry for these demonic things that my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents did against you, against my life. I ask your forgiveness for them, Lord. Secondly, again, genuine repentance. You must be truly sorry for all sins you have committed in the name of Satan, whether consciously or ignorantly. You must truly be repentant. A person that is truly repentant doesn't smile. A person that is truly repentant doesn't laugh. A person that is truly repentant doesn't talk about their sins as something I enjoyed and well, I just walked away from it. No, true repentance is weeping before God that I did these things and I didn't know they were truly wrong against God. Thirdly, destroy the evil altar in your own heart. You know, these evil altars are first built in the heart, not physically. And these tendency passes on from our ancestry. We have to destroy them in the heart. We have to be able to say to God, Heavenly Father, my heart is not right. Lord, I have this inclination. I have this desire. I have these feelings. And I don't want them. I want them uprooted from the heart first. Number four. Plead your case in the courts of heaven. This is where you now ask God to forgive your family and break the curses that have been placed on them and you. You will also ask God to protect your family from, your, from any future demonic attacks. Fifthly, raise up an altar to God in your heart. You have to raise up an altar in your heart. An altar that says, Lord, I'm committing my life to you to live for you. God, I'm committing my heart to live a godly life, a sane life, a life of morality, a life of choices that pleases you. I'm raising this altar in my heart as worship to you. An altar that tells God from the heart, Lord, I make my commitment at all costs to read your word every day, to worship you every day, to fast a couple days of the week on my own. God, to pray regularly. That's the altar of my heart that I'm raising to you. You don't do that. The evil altar will continually be raised in your heart. Lastly, and equally important, sow a sacrificial monetary seed offering to the Lord in faith. This becomes a seed faith offering on your altar to God. Remember what I just said? At every altar, sacrifices are made. The sacrifice was what sealed the deal. The offerings were what sealed the deal on the altar. 
on the altar of your heart, the altar of your life. Sow a sacrificial seed, something that hurts and says, God, this is my offering on my altar that I raise to you. I no longer want an evil altar. I want a godly altar. Now, my brothers and sisters and those of you listening from around the world, let's take time, first of all, for those of you that are here, I'll pray for you. For those of you that are listening from all around the world, I want you to sincerely now put down your papers. Forget about those papers. I want you to bow your head. You don't need to shout. You don't need to scream. But what you really need to do is speak from the abundance of your heart. Each and every one of you. Because... No matter which deliverance minister comes before you, deliverance becomes difficult and next to impossible if you do not pray in the manner that I will do now. So close your eyes, bow your heads. At this moment, I'd like to ask that nobody walks around or gets up from their seat. Keep your eyes closed and pray as if you are talking to the master himself. Repeat with me. You're going to say your name. I confess Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And I renounce the kingdom of darkness along with all works of the devil. I renounce all sins of my ancestors back to Adam and Eve and everyone in between. Including my mother and my father. I especially Renounce all sexual sins of my ancestors and in particular the sin of adultery, fornication, rape, incest. I also renounce all sins of witchcraft and any association with the occult that may have given themselves to these spirits. If any of my ancestors committed these sins, I declare their effect on me to be canceled in the name of Jesus. Say it again, to be canceled in the name of Jesus. Worthless and void. By the power of the blood of Jesus and the authority I have in the name of Jesus. This declaration is binding upon all demonic forces that have exercised any influence on me 
because of these curses and my willful involvement. Every effect of this curse is broken now, including, say it again, including hindrances regarding Christian fellowship, Christian communion, giving. I declare that all of this is legal and binding in heaven and on earth in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Keep your eyes closed. You speak with authority. Say Holy Spirit, Spirit of freedom in the name of Jesus. Come break through in my life. Release your anointing for my deliverance. Break every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus. Now listen carefully those of you listening around the world and those of you sitting in front of me. If you're serious about what we're doing at this moment, you're going to feel these demons stir inside of you. When you feel them stir, you get them out. I can't do that for you. You command them out in the name of Jesus. And now take authority over spiritual spouse. Demons that come to you at night while sleeping. Sex demons. Sleep paralysis. Nightmares. Night terrors. Dead people in dreams. Snakes and animals in dreams. Chasing you in your sleep. Dying in your dream. In the name of Jesus get out now. In the name of Jesus get out now. Spirit of incubus, succubus, demon of torment, blasphemous thoughts in the name of Jesus. Get out now. Loose your grip from God's people. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Demon of depression, demon of anxiety, fear, heaviness, pride, rebellion, occult, witchcraft. In all its form, spirit of rejection, resentment, unforgiveness, anger, hatred, violence, murder, disappointment, loneliness, misery, self-destruction, suicide. I command you in the name of Jesus. Loose God's people now. Loose God's people now. In the name of Jesus, come out. Holy Spirit, get them out. I break their grip in the name of Jesus. Light of God. Precious light of God. Holy light of God. Move into the darkness of these souls where these demons dwell now. Evil spirits. Unclean spirits. Lying spirits. Spirits of doubt. Unbelief, fair, come out of God's people now. Out of their souls now. Out of their minds now. Out of their emotions now. Out of their will now. Loose your grip 
In the mighty name of Jesus, I send the holy fire of God now right into your bloodline, reaching back, traveling at high speed. That fire of God going to those evil altars right now from your father, your mother, your grandfather, your grandmother, your great-grandfather, great-grandmother, your ancestry. Even now, the holy light of Jesus, the fire of God, is going back right at the altar now. It's burnt in the name of Jesus. It's destroyed in the name of Jesus. And now that Holy Spirit is coming right back. The precious fire of God traveling at high speed coming right back to you now. Entering your body. The holy fire of God breaking every curse now in the name of Jesus. Breaking every curse now. Breaking every chain now in the mighty name of Jesus. The sword of the Spirit slices these demonic altars away. Slices away every torment away in the mighty name of Jesus. Every succubus, incubus, murder, suicide, torment, fair, be sliced off of God's people now. Be sliced off of God's people now. Demon of alcohol, be sliced off of God's people now. Demon of drugs, be sliced off of God's people now. In the name of Jesus, out of their souls, out of their mind, out of their emotion, out of their will, loose your grip now. In the name of Jesus, People of God, be free. People of God, be free. People of God, be free. In the mighty name of Jesus, be free. Every mind-binding spirit, I cast you out now. In the name of Jesus, mind-binding spirit, live. In the name of Jesus. Every demon behind ungodly desire, demon behind lust, demon behind pornography, out in the name of Jesus, out in the name of Jesus, out in the name of Jesus. Demon of ungodly desire. Demon of lust. Demon of pornography. Demon of masturbation. Sexual immorality. Fornication. Adultery. Homosexuality. Sexual fantasies. Sexual perversion. Infidelity, harlotry, alcohol, painkiller addiction. I curse you in the name of Jesus. Leave in the name of Jesus. Leave generational curses. Be broken, be loosed. Those of you watching around the world, receive the fire of God now. 
Receive the fire of God now. Receive the fire of God now. In the name of Jesus. Receive the fire of God. Out of her. Demons of addiction. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Now, in the name of Jesus. Psychic demons. In the name of Jesus. Get out. Demon of divination. Demon of tarot card reading. In the name of Jesus. Out of God's people. Now. Marine spirits of every kind. Out. 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 Marine spirits. Loose. 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 All over the world. Marine spirits. Loose God's people now. In the name of Jesus. Demon of voodoo. Witchcraft. Idolatry. Ouija board. Yoga. Transcendental meditation. Be bound. Flee. 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 In the name of Jesus. Out. Now. I send the fire of God. I send the fire of God. Right through these cameras. I send the fire of God. Now. In the name of Jesus. Now. In the name of Jesus. Demon of witchcraft. Out. In the name of Jesus. The fire of God. Destroys that evil altar. Now. In the name of Jesus. The fire of God destroys that evil altar now in the name of Jesus. Out. Out. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Spirit of Jezebel. Spirit of Jezebel. Spirit of Jezebel. Spirit of Python. Spirit of Python. Spirit of octopus. Spirit of jellyfish. Out. 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 Spirit of Jezebel. Spirit of python. Spirit of octopus. Out. The fire of God upon you now. The fire of God upon you now. In the name of Jesus. Out, 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 out. Demon of failed marriage. Out. Demon of divorce. Out. Demon of miscarriage. Out. Demon of barrenness. Out. In the name of Jesus. Demon of miscarriage, out in the name of Jesus. Demon of barrenness, out in the name of Jesus. Loose, 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 loose in the name of Jesus. Loose, loose, witchcraft, 
marine witchcraft out in the name of Jesus. Demon of false religion, Buddhism, Islam, Jehovah Witness, in the name of Jesus. Demon of Mormonism, demon of Freemason, out, out, out. Every perverted sexual spirit, out. Every lying spirit, out. Every tormenting demon, out. In the name of Jesus, every demon that visits you at night, out. In the name of Jesus, out. In the name of Jesus, every demon of abuse, out. In the name of Jesus, demon of fear, out. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, out. Demon of mental disorder, out. In the name of Jesus, demon of gluttony, demon of bulimia, demon of anorexia, demon of eating disorder, out. In the name of Jesus, demon of sudden bursts of anger, out. In the name of Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit. Even now, it goes through those cameras. Even now, it flows into these lives. I curse these spirits in the name of Jesus. Be bound. Be bound. Be bound. Loose God's people in the name of Jesus. I break that yoke now. In the name of Jesus. I break that yoke now. Demon of voices in the head. I cancel you out. Demon of voices in the head. I cancel you out. In the name of Jesus. Out. Out. Demon of headaches. Out. Demon of migraine. Out. In the name of Jesus. Demon of drugs. Demon of gambling. Out. Out. In the name of Jesus. Demon of hauntings. Night terrors. Dark shadows. Unnatural movements. Out. In the name of Jesus. Be free now. Spells cast upon you. Be broken now. Spells cast upon you. Be broken now. In the name of Jesus. Spells cast upon you. Be broken now. In the name of Jesus. Contracts through visitations of witches. Be broken now. In the name of Jesus. Spells and contracts. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Spells and contracts. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Demon visitations and witches. Be bound out in the name of Jesus. Personal pacts with Lucifer, with Satan, with demons. Now out. 
be canceled. Be canceled. Every vow made be void. Now I break them off of God's people. In the name of Jesus, I come against charms. I break its connection now. I come against potions. I break its connection now. I come against needles and dolls. Out! In the name of Jesus. I break them and I pull them out now. In the name of Jesus. Let that charm, let that potion, let those needles return to its sender now. In the name of Jesus. Demon of sickness. Demon of disease. Infirmity. Mental disorder. Confusion. Fogginess of mind. Loss of memory. Be loosed of your assignment now. Release God's people now. In the name of Jesus. Demon of autism. Be broken now. Schizophrenia. Be broken now. Memory loss. Digestive disorder. Incontinence. Urinary disorder. Out, 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 out. In the name of Jesus. Out. In the name of Jesus. Marine spirits. Out. In the name of Jesus. Witchcraft Jesus. I send the blood of Jesus. Cancel. Now. In the name of Jesus. Cancel. Now. In the name of Jesus. Up and out. Now. In the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft demon. Out. In the name of Jesus. Marine kingdom demons. Out. In the name of Jesus. Familiar spirits. Out. In the name of Jesus. Spiritual spouse. Out. In the name of Jesus. Black magic spirit. Out. In the name of Jesus. White magic spirit. Out. In the name of Jesus. Demon of addictions. Out. In the name of Jesus. Now. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Those of you watching around the world. Be loose. Be loose. I now release our wonderful, gentle, awesome, precious Holy Spirit. I ask Him to come now and move into these areas of your life where these demons have been expelled. Fill every emptiness now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Those from our leadership team. You can continue to take authority over these demons. In the mighty name of Jesus. Get them out. They must obey. They must obey. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I release that anointing.